morning? Amen. Come on, you knew better than that. Aren't you thankful for his love this morning? Amen. Listen, thank you, Carson. Thank you, Praise Team. Um, I've asked him to continue to play just for a little bit uh, this morning, but I don't know about you, but I'm thankful for his overwhelming, never-ending love this morning. Amen. Listen, I'm excited this morning to continue a sermon series entitled, Jesus Is. How many of you have enjoyed this series so far? Don't lie to me now. Amen? Yeah. We're going to continue that series this morning entitled, that's all right if you lie to me. I see Mr. David Calder laughing over there. That's all right. We're going to continue that series this morning entitled, Jesus Is. And each week we have read Isaiah chapter 7, verse number 14. And we're going to read that again this morning. Chapter 7, Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14 says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The Virgin Mary will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. We know in Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, the prophet Isaiah predicted the birth of Jesus Christ. I've shared that each week. And, and over or through this series, we have begun to discover just a little bit of who Jesus is to us. And in week one, I preached a message entitled, Jesus is... Anybody want to take a stab at it? Hope. Jesus is his hope. And last week I preached a message entitled, Jesus is peace and joy. And this week, Mr. Steve and Miss Susan lit the fourth candle of Advent, which represents love. So in continuing our series this morning, I want to preach a message entitled, Jesus is God's gift of love. Jesus is God's gift of love. A love. And I want you to turn your Bibles this morning to a very familiar verse in John 3, 16. Very familiar verse in John 3, 16. Before reading that verse this morning as Carson continues to play, John Piper once said, It is hard, it is not hard to see why John 3, 16 is the most famous, most often memorized, most cherished verses in the Bible. He said, packed into one verse is the greatest realities that exist. God, love, the world, gave, the Son of God, whosoever believes, perish forever, living forever. Let's read John 3.16 this morning. For God so loved the world that He gave His only one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God so loved the world. How many of you know we serve a God that is not a United States God or an American God, but He is a universal God? How many believe that? Amen? And I have asked Carson to continue to play because I have put him on the spot this morning. I got word that the song that they just sang, he could sing the chorus in Spanish. And I have asked him this morning, to sing the chorus of Reckless Love in not only Spanish, but sing it in English as well. So I'm going to ask you to do that now. No puedo carnarlo ni merecerlo. 
Tu amor se entregó por mí And I'm just going to be, y'all go ahead. I'm just going to be honest with you. The, the Spanish verse, I didn't understand nothing he said. Okay? But I'm just going to be honest with you. But I serve a God that did. Amen? Listen, and, and we serve a, a universal God. Let's read this verse together one more time. Can you read it with me? John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Let's pray. God, we love you. God, I thank you so much for the Word of God. God, I thank you so much for, God, the, the, the many, God, realities that are packed into this one, one verse. God, I pray today these words won't be mine. God, but they'll be yours. God, that life's hearts, God, will be changed and transformed in this place today. God, by your Word. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Listen, if you'll look at the top of your handout this morning, it reads, John 3.16 is without a doubt one of the most popular and well-known Bible verses in the world, declaring the gospel of Jesus Christ in just a few simple words. This one verse presents that God, who is love, actively demonstrating His love through Jesus Christ, offering salvation to all mankind. In the world full of sin, we have all failed at some point. This is what makes John 3.16 so amazing and so precious. It describes the way God is acting to rescue us from our sinful ways. John 3.16 is a verse that can easily run through our brains without much thought. But I hope today that we will stop and consider what this verse really, really means. This morning there are three things that I want to take away from this very familiar verse, John 3, 16. And number one is the greatest love. In your handout it reads, number one, the greatest love. In the first part of, of John 3, 16, I'm, I'm thankful this morning that it says, For God so loved the world. Church, when we first read, For God so loved the world, we should stop and consider that the God, the all-powerful, all-present, all-knowing sustainer of the universe, loves the world. God, the creator of the universe, he loves you and he, and he loves me. For God so loved the world. There's no other way to describe it other than the humanity as a whole. God loved the, the whole world. St. Augustine once said, God loves each one of us as if there was only one of us to love. And in simplifying that this morning, a pastor once said that we should read John 3.16 on a, on a personal level. And I want to do that for you this morning. For God so loved... Trey Allison, that he gave his only son, that if Trey Allison believes in him, Trey Allison would not perish, but, but Trey Allison would have 
eternal life. It is a personal reality and truth that John 3.16 teaches us this morning. Church, the Bible teaches us that God's very nature is love. God's very nature is love. 1 John 4 and 16 says, And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. Listen to this. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God, and God in, in them. What that means is there is nowhere, church, there is, there is nowhere that God's love cannot go. 1 John 4 and 8 says, Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is is love. Scripture plainly teaches us that God's very nature is love. For God so loves the world. Church, can I tell you this morning that God's love isn't based off of who we are or what we must do for His love. God's love isn't based off of, of past made-up story or a future possibility. But 1 John 4, 9 and 10 says that this is how God showed His love among us. He sent His one and only Son into the world that we might live through Him. Verse 10 says, this is love. Not that we love God, but that He loves us. Church, God's love for us isn't based off our love for Him, but it's that God Himself loves us this morning. Are you thankful for His love this morning? Listen, I believe this is a verse that we memorized as a small kid, and as I shared in the opening paragraph, that it's a verse that we just read, and it, goes, and it just goes on by, and we don't really sit and think, for God so loved the world, the God of the universe. He loves you, and He, and he loves me. He loves me for who I am this morning. For God so loved the world. Church, this morning, God knows our every fault. There's nobody in this building that is perfect this morning. There's nobody in this building that is close to perfect. I hate to, to uh, ruin your Christmas this year, but, but there's nobody in this church that is, is perfect. And God knows our every, every fault. He knows every time that we will fall short. He knows every time that we will sin against Him. But guess what? He loves us anyway. Amen? Listen, He loves us anyway. God loves us for who we are, and there is nothing, the Bible teaches us that there is nothing that can take away God's love from us. Romans 8, 38 and 39, Paul says, For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor death, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Paul says nothing can separate us from the love of God. So I want you to understand this morning, if you ever think that, that you are not loved, if you ever think that you are, are unlovable, John 3.16 is a, is a great reminder inside itself that no matter what you've done, no matter who you are, you are loved by the God of the universe. Amen? Listen, in spite of your past, in spite of your sin, in spite of, of the moments that you mess up, you are loved by God. In John 3.16, I believe we see a great example of the greatest love ever shown. I believe if anyone ever doubts that the love of God, John 3.16 is a great reminder to all people that God's love is, is true. I read in one of my commentaries this week, said that God's love is like a vast, unlimited, bottomless sea. It said that God's love is, is great, His love is, is broad, His love is, is wide, His love is bottomless, His love is limitless, 
It said that God's love is abundant. It is immeasurable. God's love is the heart of the gospel. For God so loved the world. Church, there's no other way to describe it this morning. It is, it is not simply God is love, but God so loved the world. How many believe that this morning? Number one, we see the greatest love. Number two, we see in John 3, 16, the greatest gift. Number two, the greatest gift. For God so loved the world that he gave. Somebody say gave. Yeah, he gave his only son. I believe in my heart that God is the greatest giver. How many would agree with me on that? That God is the, he's the greatest giver. There's no other human being on the face of this planet that ever gave like God gave. I want you to understand this morning that God is the giver and Jesus Christ is the gift, the greatest gift. Now, I know some of you may be in here this morning telling, you're thinking, you know, well, you're telling me something that I already know. Listen, sometimes we need to slow down. Sometimes we need to take scripture and remind ourselves of the love of God. Sometimes we need to remind ourselves of the gift that God gave to, to us. For God so loved the world that, that he gave this morning. Church, God not only loved in word, but he put that love into, into action. A lady by the name of Amy Carmichael once said, you can give without loving, but you can't love without giving. I'm going to say that again. You can give without loving, but you cannot love without giving. God demonstrated his love through the death of Jesus Christ. This part of John 3.16 describes both the expression and the gift of, of God's love. I want us to understand that God's love didn't, didn't just feel for a fallen world, but, but God did something about it, and he gave the most precious thing that he, that he had to give his only son. God not only shows us the greatest love, but he, but he gave the greatest gift, and his name is, is Jesus Christ. This week, I, in thinking of the greatest gift and thinking of Jesus Christ, I've tried my best, Mr. Joel, to to come up with the best way to describe that gift. I, I've tried, Carson, the best way to describe that gift and describe Jesus Christ. And, and I've looked through Scripture and in John chapter 14, the Bible describes Jesus as the way, the, the truth, and, and the life. And, and the Bible describes Jesus as our King. It describes Him as our Savior. It describes Him as our Healer. It describes Jesus as our Father, our Master, our Teacher, our Shepherd, our Deliverer. It describes Jesus as our, as our everything. That's the best that I could do in describing the greatest gift that God gave in, in Jesus Christ. But church, I want us to understand this morning that in trying to describe who God is, in trying to describe who Jesus is this morning, I truly believe even at my best efforts, I couldn't do it. Even at my best effort of describing Jesus and who He really is, I couldn't do it. No matter how hard I try to enlighten you, Jesus is indescribable. Listen, Paul reminds us that in 2 Corinthians 9 and 15. Paul says, thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. We can do everything that we can to describe the greatest gift God gave. But church, I want you to know that it's so good, it's indescribable. It's so good that it's indescribable. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. For God so loved the world that he gave an indescribable Son, God gave his unique son. God gave his, his one-of-a-kind son for you and, and for me. There's a video that we have played 
here at this church before. And there's a man by the name of S.M. Lockridge that did his best to describe the, the indescribable. And some of you may have seen this video before, but it's going to take a few minutes. But I want to look at, I want to look at that video this morning. The Bible says, my king is the king of the Jews. He's the king of Israel. He's the king of righteousness. He's the king of the ages. He's the king of heaven. He's the king of glory. He's the king of kings. And he's the Lord of lords. That's my king. I wonder do you know him. My king is a sovereign king. No means of measure can define his limitless love. He's enduringly strong. He's entirely sincere. He's eternally steadfast. He's immortally graceful. He's imperially powerful. He's impartially merciful. Do you know him? He's the greatest phenomenon that has ever crossed the horizon of this world. He's God's son. He's a sinner's savior. He's the centerpiece of civilization. He's unparalleled. He's unprecedented. He is the loftiest idea in literature. He's the highest personality in philosophy. He's the fundamental doctrine of true theology. He's the only one qualified to be at all sufficient savior. I wonder if you know him today. He supplies strength for the weak. He's available for the tempted and the tried. He sympathizes and he saves. He strengthens and sustains. He guards and he guides. He heals the sick. He cleanses the lepers. He forgives sinners. He discharges debtors. He delivers the captives. He defends the feeble. The young, he serves the unfortunate, he regards the age, he rewards the diligent, and he purifies the weak. I wonder if you know him. He's a key to knowledge, he's a wellspring of wisdom, he's a doorway of deliverance, he's a pathway of peace, he's a roadway of righteousness, he's a highway of holiness, he's a gateway of glory. Listen, S.M. Lockridge said, I, I wish I could describe him, but he's, but he's indescribable. I told Mr. Steve this morning, I said, he goes on a three-minute video of telling you who, who Jesus is nonstop, but yet he says, I wish I could describe him, but he's, but he's indescribable. My favorite part of that video, S.M. Lockridge said, Jesus 
is the greatest phenomenon that ever crossed the horizon of the world. How many believe that this morning? Come on, you can give them a hand. Come on. Listen, S.M. Lockridge said Jesus is the fundamental doctrine of, of true theology. Church, that's what makes the Word of God so great. That's what makes this simple verse in, in John 3.16 so great. That's what makes the gospel of Jesus Christ so great. You may ask this morning, why is it great? Well, can I tell you this morning, it is great. Listen to this. Because the Word of God is so deep that the greatest theologians can dig their entire life and never reach the bottom of its wisdom, yet it's shallow enough that a beginner can completely grasp it's truth. It's that good this morning. Church, I want to repeat that. The Word of God is so deep that the greatest theologians can dig their entire life and never reach the bottom of His wisdom. Yet shallow enough that a beginner can completely grasp its truth. For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God gave the greatest indescribable gift, and His name is Jesus. And we celebrate that this, this Christmas season. For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son. The best that God had to give, He gave. God loved and, and God gave. Number one, in John 3.16, we see the greatest love. Number two, this morning in John 3.16, we see the, the greatest gift and our last point this morning in John 3.16, we see the, the greatest promise. The greatest promise. For God so loved the world that He gave His, His only Son. Listen to this. That whosoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have eternal life. You see in the first part of John chapter 3, Jesus has a conversation with, with Nicodemus, a scholar of the, of the Old Testament. And in John chapter 3, verse number 3, Jesus tells Nicodemus, unless a man be, be born again, he cannot see the, the kingdom of God. He tells Nicodemus, you, you need to be saved. You need your life changed by God. And, and Nicodemus could not understand what, what Jesus was, was saying. And Nicodemus asked Jesus, he said, how can a man be born again? He said, can he enter his mother's womb a second time? Then we see in Scripture that Jesus went on to explain what it meant to be born again. And he began to explain John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he, that he gave His only Son that whosoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. Jesus tells Nicodemus, as if for God so loved the world wasn't enough, Jesus tells him, whosoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. Listen, I'm thankful this morning that I can put my name where it says whosoever. Aren't you thankful for that this morning that you can put your name where it says whosoever. Whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. It's the greatest promise this morning. You may ask this morning, am I a candidate for this great promise? Am I a candidate for, for the great salvation that Jesus Christ offers? I want to tell you 2 Peter chapter 3 verse number 9. It says, the Lord is not slow in keeping His promise. As some understand slowness, instead He is patient with you. Not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. 1 Peter 2, chapter, or chapter 2, verses 3 and 4. It says, this is good, and it pleases our God, our Savior, who wants all people to be saved and come to the knowledge of 
the truth. I want you to understand that Scripture plainly teaches that God's love, God's gift of Jesus Christ, God's, God's uh, promise is for all people. The greatest promise is that those that choose to believe in God's Son, Jesus Christ, shall not perish, but they shall have eternal life. Are you thankful for the promise that we have in God this morning? Listen, the greatest love, the greatest gift, and the, and the greatest promise. Church, at the end of John 3.16, to perish and to have eternal life are, are total two different destinies. As human beings, we have, we have two destinies after this life on earth. And, and one is that we will spend eternity in hell and perish, or, or we will spend eternity in heaven. That, my friend, is a, is a great promise. A great promise that, listen, if we choose to follow Christ, if we choose to give our lives to Jesus Christ, He's promised us eternal life with Him. Carson, if you would come play, I'm going to close here in just a few minutes. But God has, in this simple verse, in this simple verse, we see three things. The greatest love, the greatest gift, and the greatest promise. Listen, I pray that through Christmas season, we will be reminded of those three things. We will be reminded of God's love. We will be reminded of, of, of His Son, the gift that He gave. And we will be reminded of the promise that He gives to all those that believe. Church, John 3.16 is perhaps one of the greatest texts in the Bible. I shared at the very beginning that John Piper, John Piper once said, it is hard, it is not hard to see why John 3.16 is one of the most famous, most often memorized, most cherished verses in the Bible. He said, packed into this one verse are the greatest realities that exist. Amen? Inside of John 3.16 this morning, we see three of the greatest truths. We see the greatest love, the greatest gift, and the greatest promise. Church, sometimes, man, I can't tell you how many times I've quoted this verse. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, and whosoever believes in Him shall not perish but have everlasting life. I can't tell you how many times I've quoted that. But you know, if we would just take the time, if we would just take the time to slow down, ain't that right, Griggs? To slow down and really read this verse with some emotion. All right, and really think what we're reading and what it really means to us. For God, the creator of the universe, so loved the world. Listen, if I, if I want to tell my wife how much I love her, I say, I love you so much. How many of y'all ever done that before? Yeah. For God so loved the world that, that he, he not only loved us, but He gave His one and only Son. Listen, I don't have any sons, but Mr. Joel, you got some sons. I think three, right? Is that right? Three sons. How hard would it be to give up just one of them? It'd be hard. He's, he's tapping the one beside him on that. Hey, I'm sorry, but but it would be, Mr. Ron, it would be hard. 
I couldn't imagine having to give one of my daughters up. Even though I got three, I still have two. But God so loved the world that he gave his one and his only son. That whosoever believes in him, listen to this, shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world, he loved you, he loved me so much that he gave his only son, his unique son, his one-of-a-kind son. We tried to describe him, but he is indescribable. He gave his son that he would be born, and we will celebrate that this Christmas. Not only be born, but he would give his life as a ransom for many. He would die a gruesome death for you and I. God didn't just give his son to come live on earth, but he knew when he gave it to him or gave it to us that he was going to die in our place. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life packed into that verse is the greatest love the greatest gift and the greatest promise stand to your feet all over the house man Carson's going to sing a song how he loves listen I really want you to really think about the words of this song but I'm going to ask you this morning we're not going to close our eyes, bow our heads or any of that but I'm just going to ask you this morning listen if you would be honest this morning and you say you know what I'm so thankful for the greatest love the greatest gift in Jesus Christ and the greatest promise if you are thankful for that this morning can we give God a hand this morning so thankful for what he's given me my family my church family all the things of this that my life that he has given me but most of all I'm so thankful for his love and so thankful that he thought enough of me to send his son to die in my place and to promise me eternal life with him listen one of the things that SM Lockridge said in his video he said many times he said, do you know him? He would describe Jesus. And he says, I want to know, do you, do you know him? Listen, I want to ask you this morning. Do you know him? Do you know Jesus Christ as your, as your Lord and Savior? This morning? Can I tell you that he loves you? He loves you for who you are. He loves you through all your faults and all your failures and all the bad things that you've done. You may sit there and think, you know what? Well, I don't deserve that love. Guess what? I don't either. And I'll die not deserving that love. But he loves me anyway. If that's you this morning. You say, you know what? I'm in need of a Savior. The Holy Spirit is, is convicting you this morning. And you say, you know what? I'm in need of the greatest love. I'm in need of the greatest gift. And man, I'm in need of the greatest promise. That's you. I'm going to challenge you to come up front when we open the altar. But as Carson sings, how he loves.
This altar's open. Some have begun to come. Listen, reality is sometimes Christmas season is the hardest season. Just because we're going through so many different things, whether that be loss of loved one, whether that be financial troubles, whether that be family problems, listen, we all face things. And they seem to be, Mr. Landy, they seem to be a little harder during the holiday season. Listen, I'm going to challenge you this morning. As he continues to sing this chorus and a verse of this song, I'm going to challenge you to come. Listen, if you're in need this morning, listen, there's nobody, there's nobody better than to lay your problems, your issues at the feet of Jesus. There's nobody better. So I'm going to challenge you to come as you continue to sing. Let's make that personal. Let's make that personal. Let's sing how he loves me. by the grace in his eyes if grace is an ocean then we're all sinking amen so heaven meets earth like an unforeseen kiss and my heart turns violently inside of my chest and I don't have time to maintain these regrets when I think about the way he loves us, oh, how he loves us, oh, how he loves us, oh, how he loves us. We do this in our student ministry sometimes when we sing this song, but there's a song that we we all learned as we were a kid. And, and I want to sing that before we close. I want to sing this as a congregation. Jesus loves me. Come on, sing it out. Jesus loves me this I know 
greatest love, the greatest gifts, the greatest promise. We can be reminded of that in a simple verse in John 3, 16. Listen, I'm going to do something as we close. I want to invite you, before we do this, I want to invite you Tuesday, Christmas Eve service at 4 o'clock. I think that's correct, 4 o'clock. That's correct. Our Christmas Eve candlelight service will be Tuesday at 4 o'clock. We want you to, to come be a part of that. It's not very long service, but we want you to come and be a part of, of what we do on Christmas Eve here. Um, but I'm going to ask Mr. Bill if you would come here. I know that some of you, most of you probably don't know this, but I've been okay to share this. Um, Mr. Frankie Joyner um, is, I think, in surgery as we speak, or fixing to be in surgery. I know they have bumped it back to about 11 for a liver transplant. Okay, um, many of us throughout the church have been praying for him for the last several months, um, but he is fixing to go into surgery and have that transplant. So I'm going to ask uh, if you would come up front, okay? And we're going to—I'm going to ask Mr. Bill if he would put you on the spot. I'm sorry. I'm going to ask that he would pray. But if you believe that God can successfully heal. Mr. Frankie Joyner, and he can continue on in his life. Listen, I want you to come and I want you to join us in prayer this morning. I want you to come. Come on. And this is how we'll close. When we say amen, we will, we will dismiss. that you're doing for everyone in this congregation, Lord.
You are dismissed. Merry Christmas.